Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. At Keystone, we believe exceptional organizations don't just happen. They are built by focused leaders that recognize their authentic leadership superpowers. Join us for a serious dose of inspiration. Welcome everybody to the Superpower Success Podcast. I know I say this a lot that I'm excited for you to hear from our guest, but this one's extra special for me, uh, selfishly, because I want to talk to her and get her advice. Um, Barb Patterson has been someone that has been a part of my journey. I'll tell a little bit about that, but she is a partner for entrepreneurs, for leaders across the globe, really across the globe. And, and she helps with impact in their and human potential, right? Helping each of us understand what are we actually capable of and tapping into that. And so, Barb, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. And I've also been looking forward to this conversation. I think anytime we talk, I walk away inspired. And, and so I'm grateful to be here as well. Same here. And so Barb, you know, as you look across, if you've ever done like a lifeline, right, for your life, where there's just kind of those pivotal points in your life that would kind of stand out, there's a lot of amazing events and celebrations and things that happen, but there's those points that you'll never forget. And Barb was one of those points for me. And hopefully she knows this, but it, it was a real pivot point for me in deciding to become an entrepreneur um, and deciding to make some other pretty big life choices that uh, I, we don't know, need to go into right now. But I flew all the way to Seattle and had a retreat with Barb to really help me get focused on knowing who I was. And I'm still a work in progress. You did a great job kicking me off, right? And introducing me. But I think that's that human potential is we're Absolutely. always trying to figure that out. And so I'm excited for the leaders that are listening to, to get a little dose of that wisdom, um, figure out how they can just be more of who they authentically are, right? And own that. So I would love you, Barb, to just start with telling your story. How have you gotten to this point where you're coaching leaders on this type of stuff, mindset and impact and potential? You know, what what has that kind of runway been for you to this point in your success? Yeah, I am, um, you know, not, not to scare the audience because I'm going to tell a story when I was about 10 years old. I'm really not going <laughs> to map it all out <laughs> from that place. But just recently, I was talking to somebody in this, you know, story, this um, memory, you know, came front and center. And I, I think it's, it fits in this moment. So my mom um, took me to see Leo Buscaglia when I was, I don't know, 10 or 11, somewhere around there. For those of you that don't know who Leo Buscaglia is, he um, wrote uh, a lot of books on love, but he also was one of the ones that talked about the family order. And um, he was this really open, loving man. And maybe I think I've heard him referred to as kind of the father of self-help, you know. Yeah. And anyway, the fact that my mom knew I would be into that, right? Like at that point, even at that young, I was kind of reading those books and curious about it. And when we were driving home, you know, he was, it was funny. Um, people were laughing, but it was also very empowering. And I don't think I knew enough to really understand what everything he was saying, obviously, but I remember driving home with my mom and saying, that's what I want to do. I want to make people feel that way. And I share that because in a way you would think like, 
then my path was made clear. (laughs) (laughs) And I never, right, the end. And I never struggled with self-doubt or questioning. No, no, I, you know, in hindsight, it looks like, wow, maybe I should have paid attention. But that was this idea of transformation of personal and human potential and, you know, was something that really has been something I have been curious about and into most of my life. And so in my adulthood, I started in the career path of personal development, but then people who were attending those workshops started asking me to come into their companies. Mm -hmm. And so that naturally evolved then into things like leadership transformation. And then it was organizational development, organizational transformation. So throughout my career, I've gone from being having my own business and teaching And then being asked to go inside and develop a function and create the OD function. And as a part of that path, I was um, able to move to Paris and I was the head of talent management, employee engagement, leadership, all of learning for a large global organization. So I've had a really blessed career and lots of opportunities to work with people from all over the world um, leaders at all levels and entrepreneurs. And I'll also say that in the midst of my career, I've gone out on my own a couple of previous times. Um, I've been in this business for over 10 years, but, um, those other ventures were informative and I learned a lot, but they, they did get in the, that didn't work out (laughs) bucket, you know, (laughs) But um, I share that just to say that the kind of entrepreneurial journey is close to my heart, just as much as kind of leading in a faster paced culture is as well. Well, I love you use the word that is just it like grabs me is the curious piece. And I think a lot of us get stuck when we stop being curious about that door that kind of opened, like, why is that open? Like about that person that comes in and out of our lives, right? That's a lot of what you taught me is to just pay attention to the things that are going on around us. And they're, they're going to help you see the path, right? And it might not be super clear, but they're going to help you kind of see that. And I love you share your journey of, of entrepreneurial, then in a company then, because I think we all get stuck in, you know, I got a degree in this and this was what I was supposed to do. And I need to be an accountant for the rest of my life. And do you like, or you can you right. take that same experience and really parlay that right yeah. into something that's completely different. So that, that at a 10 or 11, what you got hit with, you were able to do in a ton of different ways, right. And have an impact and deliver that while staying true to kind of what that desire was. And yes. what, what yeah. Too. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. That's what you're talking about because, you know, it can look linear when I talk about it, but let me also tell you that there were long periods within that when I felt confused and lost about what I'm here to do. When what I was doing didn't feel like a match, but I wasn't sure what the next thing would be. And, you know, when I tried those businesses and um, they, the second one especially didn't work out, there was financial loss. There was um, a lot of self-doubt and shame about that. And there was this 
you know, I waited tables. I worked in a furniture store. I lived above a friend's garage, you know, in there. And I at one point moved back home to get my finances in order. So I just say that to say it can sound so clear, but it's not. It's a bunch of bunch of adjustments along the way. Yeah. And and vulnerably, if you listen to podcasts and talk from the most successful people on the planet. Yeah. That's exactly what their story looks like. But from the outside, they look like they've achieved this pinnacle, but it's been blood, sweat, tears, yeah. financial hardship, right? All along the way. And that's what creates, as I say, kind of creates the muscle. Yes. You need to now be at the place that you're at. Absolutely. So all of it is for us. All yeah. of it. That is all of it. All of it's for us. And we, yeah. That, yeah. And, I, and I, as much as I thought I was off path, I was never off path is a, an idea, a mental construct. There's no on path, off path. Yes, there was a beautiful quote and I posted on Instagram I don't know, a month or so ago and I, I won't get it exactly right, but something and it just struck me because it said that the obstacles right in your journey, in your path, don't yeah. they're not obstacles. They are the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we look at them as this thing's in the way, this thing I can't figure out that but that's like where you need to be in order yeah. to, to be prepared for what's next. That's right. That's right. right. And it's hard yeah. sometimes when you're in the midst of it to, to feel that when you look back across, you know, your leadership moments as an entrepreneur in an organization, is there one moment or a, a couple of moments that really shaped who you are? Like, do you remember those lifeline moments for you and what were they? Yeah, there's a couple of them. One is the first time I got a really big promotion and then they were moving me to a whole nother city. And I remember the night I got, it was like a snowstorm. I got to the temporary apartment and, you know, loaded all my stuff and um, just got, just had a moment of what, I don't even know what the hell, excuse my French. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it was just, you know, it was a moment of like, oh no, God, I've never done what they're asking me to do. How is this going to work? And um, I was talking to my sister and, you know, she kind of talked me down a little bit, but you know, what she was just saying is, Hey, listen, you're just, you're just having a moment. You're just having a moment. Don't take yourself too seriously. You're going to be great, you know? And, and that helped me calm down. But it was after that, that I realized, oh, wait, everyone for the most part who is getting promoted because I was in talent management and executive development. That was a part of my role all the time. Everyone's being put into the unfamiliar everyone. That's what a, in a way a promotion is you've demonstrated some talent, but you've never really done that job before. Right. Actually. Right. Or not in that company or with these people. And so I really saw that, Oh yeah, we are, we underestimate how often in our lives we have risen to the occasion. Mm -hmm. We don't appreciate that we are designed as human beings to rise to the occasion. We have within us like this reservoir of creativity, of resilience, of bounce back ability, you know, of getting over things so that we can find our way. And promotion is just one example of it, but there's hundreds of them in our personal life and our professional life. Well, and I think this is a gap for a lot of organizations, for leaders that are listening, right? And this is the work that you do is we need to 
do what you, that experience, but the company needs to say, we're putting you in this role and we're going to support you. We know you don't know it all, right? And and being very clear with them so they don't have to put on an air of like, I've got it all figured out because I think that's when leaders deteriorate trust with their employees, right? When they feel like, like, I need to make sure everyone thinks I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. Why don't we just say, this is a growth area for me. Absolutely. We don't set our leaders up for that. So what do you see when you go in and work with organizations? So I I think what I see is often in those times when we're put in a new position that's unfamiliar or promoted or leaders are, we, we start to overcorrect in the sense of we start to get more gripped by thought. We get burdened by thought. We think we have to think way ahead than we do. We think we've got to figure it out. We got to appear a certain way. We've got to not show show our weakness or whatever it might be. So what happens is often at the times when you're wanting to listen, you're wanting to build rapport with new team members or, or clients, or you're wanting to problem solve, the source of your best ability to do that is a freer more spacious internal state of mind and climate, right? But we do the exact opposite because we're in unfamiliar territory. So we get more gripped, we get more constricted, we feel more pressure and more stress. And we don't realize that that's compromising our natural abilities to access connection and insight and creativity and good rapport with people, which all of us, when we hear that, know that that's the cornerstone of a successful leader. So people just have a misunderstanding that somehow I've got to hold more to do better versus no, no, no. I, In a freer, more present internal climate, we have access to more mental bandwidth. We have access to more resilience, access to more creativity. In a freer, more inter- spacious, internal, and present state, we're better listeners let naturally. That's where those aha mo- moments come from. Mm-hmm. This is it, it's hitting home for me, and I've shared with a lot of people. You know, being an entrepreneur through the last three years, if I put twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one together they are not, they have not been as stressful or growth as much growth for me as 2022 has been. And I can't explain why, because the business is great, but it's growth for me individually. I feel like I am that person you describe, right? I'm trying to grip and push harder and work a little more to get what we, and someone had a beautiful, simple analogy for me, actually this week, they said, it's like when you grip a bar of soap, the harder you grip it, the slippery it is. And that's that's exactly, I thought about it like 10 times this week. I'm like, how hard am I gripping this? Like, it's not having the effect that I think it's having. And that's what you're talking about is, Mm -hmm. is sometimes you've got to surrender. That's my word of the week. Like this week has been a week, but it's sometimes you just got to surrender and just know we'll figure it out. Like, I can't just hold on this tight because it's too much. Yeah, that's, I love that. And that's it. It's like, and I think that when we let go and we get less gripped, and we move in the direction of just getting more present, taking things off our mind, we realize like, oh yeah, that's when we get more perspective. When we're able to look at something with more neutrality and as a result, be better problem solvers. Yeah. On my 65th hour hour of work for a week is not when I'm doing my best. That's right. That's That's essentially what's happening. That is not my best time. Um, yeah. to make major decisions, right? Or to That's do right. really deep work. That's right. 
So you're on the Superpower Success Podcast, and I always love people to just talk about, like, you know, as a leader and in your own growth, like, what are the superpowers that you feel like you bring that you've really developed and honed, right, to help you achieve this level of success? And and how do you help other leaders tap into that in their own potential? I think that prior to having more understanding of how our internal climate shapes everything we're up to, I was... I heavily leaned on my intellect and I respected my ability to think about things. And I didn't realize that there was more available to us, mm-hmm. you know, that my performance wasn't just dependent on my experience, my intellect, right, or getting everything right, that there was something else available to us in our ability to connect and to influence and to, for me, how do I help people, right? That my work, right? How do I have more impact? How do I help people more? How do I help them access the internal qualities that help them succeed, whatever that may be. And so I had to get more of an appreciation for there's something else available other than intellect. And what I mean by that is there is a internal reservoir of peace of mind, of clarity, of resilience, well-being, connection. And that can feel elusive. And so for a long time, I was like, well, that's not a business conversation. But then when I realized my own curiosity to go back to that in that direction, like what does it mean that I don't just come to a conversation or my job with experience and knowledge, I come with something else. There's something else we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And that something else is in the direction of my presence, right? That, that kind of invisible or formless thing that we talk about. Mm-hmm. But my own curiosity, my personal exploration in that direction has been more game-changing than anything else I've done. Mm-hmm. And so it became really clear to me, well, I can't work with leaders and entrepreneurs and not talk about that. (laughs) That would be a mistake, right? So that, that direction, and I'll give you a couple of examples just to maybe hope it, you know, feels more tangible. And I got feedback one time. Um, There was a woman that worked with me and she was on my team um, for like seven years. And we had a great relationship. And she was like a rock star. And after I left the company and um, we were, we met up and had coffee, I don't know, maybe a year later. And um, she told this story that we had had this other new team member. And after I left, she said that she was talking to this new team member who didn't know me as well. And somehow what came out of her mouth was, well, yeah, I told her that she never really got to meet the real you. And the you that left wasn't the you that started. And it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay, I think I'm getting feedback here. Right. (laughs) It's not pleasant, but I'm getting, yeah. So, and really what I saw was because I had started to look in the direction of internal state of mind and climate. I knew what she was talking about because I, the more responsibility I got, the bigger role I had, the more exposure I had, 
the more stressed I lived in, even though I was a positive person, I was sort of blind to it. I was living in this unhealthy normal. I didn't see it. I thought I was handling everything great. But what she was saying is, oh, no, we could feel your stress and it, it had impact on us. So I share that to say that all of us leave awake. The feeling we walk around in is having an effect. So we can go into a meeting and say the perfect thing, but if we're impatient, irritated, distracted people, that's what they experience of us, you know? So, or we can tell people, I have an open door policy, come and tell me anything. But if every time they talk to us, we're busy impatient, and onto something else, what are they going to respond to? our feeling. So that relationship, like that is such a powerful resource. If we can understand the first lever to look at in any situation is where am I coming from inside myself? What's my quality of feeling inside? Because that is influencing everything. Oh my gosh. So I needed this reminder. And this is really what you helped me with, right? Is to, instead of always looking externally to solve the problems yeah. is to go inside, right. And yeah. to quiet yeah. and to, to let your subconscious really help you solve some of these, which to That's some right. people might sound a little woohoo right now, but I think we have come a long way since you and I first, yeah. right. Work together yes, and people, absolutely. Are yeah. you know, we wanted to feel different. I don't know a single leader that wants to show up the way you're describing. We don't have the intent to show up that way. We just need the tools and the resources and the coaching, right, to, to help us figure out how to build a different muscle. And I think that it's such a beautiful reminder for all leaders that are listening. As you look at both your business, but also all the leaders that you work with, what are you seeing as one of the biggest challenges or obstacles that leaders are dealing with right now in this current environment? For sure, without a doubt, it's people not wanting to go back to previous normal, but leaders not knowing how to do it different. They have success of their company and linked to the structures and the work environment and workforce that worked prior to COVID, right? Yeah. So it, you hear right now a lot of leaders, this tension of, I just want things to go back. And then, but yet, even the leaders but and their employees are saying, I don't want to live that way. I don't want to live in a constant stress and pressure. I don't want to live in sacrificing personal life for uh, work life. You know, I still want to do well. I still want to contribute. But if the only way I'm going to get measured is that I work at a desk or that I work overtime or that I sacrifice my well-being, for some greater cause, like people are just, I can't do it anymore. Right. Right. And I, I mean, even as an entrepreneur, right. I feel that it's like, you have the multiple voices of like push hard. And then it's like, this isn't what I want. Right. And so I think a lot of people are just in this kind of vacillating sense right now. And leaders and organizations are struggling because they don't know how to, right. It's a new type yeah. of leadership. Yeah. Totally yeah. different approach. So if there are leaders listening, what is one, what's a simple thing that you would tell them to do? Like, how do we start? Because this isn't an overnight thing. This isn't a go to a training and learn this. It's what are those things they can start doing to start to shift their own leadership and their own energy, I guess I would call it. I would say that what worked in the past isn't necessarily and most likely going to work moving forward. So if they can first get okay about that. Mm. 
what will happen is your mind is designed to be creative, to problem solve. And so if we open up to, okay, we're looking for something new here, it might have elements of the past, but it's going to have some new thinking. You know, how do we as a team um, or as an individual get open and look in the direction of what new possibility there is? I guarantee there's new ways. And to your point, Let's try things. You know, I've worked with a few leaders that have said to their, you know, okay, we're going to try a four day work week. Let's give it four months and then we're going to come back and see what works, what not, what doesn't work. Right. Or we'll try a hybrid work from home, but here's what we're worried about. And, and so it's the willingness to be creative, to stay in the question and to stay the course to see what's possible. I love this. And I have another simple analogy that I think will resonate with people. And I don't remember if you taught me this or someone else taught me this, but the brain is like a Google search bar, right? Depending on the question you ask it, it will go find whatever it has. But if you ask it in a place of fear or anxiety of, oh my gosh, how could this go wrong? It's going to go back to the filing cabinet and pull up all the places where it's gone wrong in the past, right? And that's what it's going to serve you up. And so I think this idea, and you said the questions you're asking both of yourself, what Mm -hmm. questions are inside your head that you're asking and of others, because we're having a ton of conversations right now with leaders to say, ask different questions. Yeah. And you've always asked, because then what you're doing is you're turning on that other person's brain in a different way to go look for a different, right? That creativity that you talk about. But when we get in asking the same questions or fear-based questions, we don't even know, right? That we're just coming up with the past instead of the creativity for the future. Yeah. And I know when I have things narrowed down to two options and neither of them look good, I know that I'm, that's a trick of the mind. It's not a truth. There are, there are never only two options. Mm. Never. There is infinite creativity and infinite ideas. And you, we just have to stay open long enough. Our, our brain is going to go, yeah, that won't work. Yeah. But, but to just, again, no, no, stay curious, stay open, stay in the direction of that question and you will get ideas. Yeah. I love this. I selfishly needed this. I'm glad everyone else got to listen to, but I needed my dose of barb. How can people find out more about what you do, how you could help them individually, right? Or as a business, like what's the best way for them to find that? Yeah, you can look on barbarapatterson.com, but also you can just reach out to me at barb at barbarapatterson.com and we can have a conversation. I highly recommend that. And we will make sure that's in the show notes too, for the podcast, for people that are driving or running or whatever else you do while you're listening to podcasts. Okay. So you're not done yet, right? So we have a bonus round of questions. Oh, good. Good, good. Okay. So my first question for you is what do you think the world's going to look like in five years? Wow. I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I I can't like paint the picture, but I think it's going to be where business has more humanity at the forefront and success. That there is a way to focus on the human dimension in business, create environments that foster human potential and serve the success and the financial success of a company, but we're in new territory. So we got to, this is where we're all exploring, but I absolutely believe it's possible. 
And I love that we've been talking to more clients around like your business, having a soul. Yeah. Right. And what do you want it to be so that you can right have that kind of connection with the, yeah. the employees, right? The people who yeah. choose to come into that every day. So I love that. So we believe to lead well, you need to be well, right? Yeah. What is one thing that you do to manage your own energy and to just make sure you've got enough to give to others? Yeah, I, um, I love nature. So I get out, I get out for a walk most days if that's all I can do, but I also just do hikes. Um, and I, I do try and not consume content in the morning, um, for at least the first hour, maybe two hours. I might read something, but, um, I know the connection between that freer mind and what it serves us both from energy to creativity to resilience. So when I start to feel more bogged down and run down and tired, I know it's because of what I'm doing with my mind. Right. And so my intervention will be to do what I can to create more spaciousness in my calendar and in my mind. I think that's, it's something I've tried to do. I still have a lot of work to do, but even just when you start to get a weird feeling, it's like, put it down. Like yeah. if this is making you feel a certain way, right? Yeah. Like walk away from it, yeah. but it's catching that in the moment to say, oh my gosh, I just realized my whole energy just shifted, yeah. right? I feel negative. I'm having comparison issues. I'm, you know, whatever it is. And you've got to stop it. Yeah. Catch that. I love it. And then the last one. So I'm going to say two words and I want you to just tell me what they mean to you. Okay. Ridiculously human. <laughs> I love it. It just means being ultimately ourselves and not feeling like we have to cover up, hide, or be apologetic about the messy imperfections of who we are. Perfectly imperfect. The way we yes. were created. Yes. You are a blessing to me. I appreciate you so much for being on here and sharing this wisdom because I know it's going to impact. It's going to have a ripple effect, right? As, as you said. So I appreciate you you being here and sharing your wisdom and your joy with us. Thank you so much for having me. And I just, it's a mutual love fest. And I just want to say, I think the work you do and the intention you bring to this podcast and your clients is really powerful and amazing. So thank you. Thanks. And thanks to everybody who's listening. This is the reason we come together. It's the reason that this is a, you know, we, we take the time to do this podcast is because we just want small things that shift your perspective. And that's really hopefully what Barb did today is to share something new, something you can share with your team. And as always, if this is a podcast, you know, someone else needs to hear. I think we also owe it to the people in our lives to say, I think this is going to help you shift your perspective and, and look at things differently. So that's our goal. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure and hit that subscribe button so you get the latest episodes as soon as we release them. And remember to keep maximizing your unique leadership superpowers. It truly is the key to building success, both in your career and in life.